Amen. To God be the glory. Na, naridim ko yung sarili ko. <laughs> Amen. What a privilege once again for me to stand behind this pulpit. I hope that we are all excited to listen to God's word. Amen. Are we excited? Amen. So let's dive into God's word right now. Uh, I would like to invite everyone to please rise. Let's all stand. We are just going to read one verse this afternoon in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. Are you there? Amen. Let's read it all together. The Bible says, ready now, begin. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this second service that we have in our church. Lord, we always um, take it as a privilege and an opportunity for us to be gathered in your house of worship, not individually, but as a church. Lord God, as a church family, as a corporate group of saved people, Lord, thank you so much that we can study thy word, we can be fed by your word um, all together. We are hearing the same message. Lord, I, my prayer is that we will all receive your word and accept it with all humility and with all our attention and heeding. Lord God, I pray that you use me mightily. I'm nothing without your help. Lord, may the people won't see my weakness, but your strength. Lord, and also we just pray for the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to be in our midst, open our hearts and our minds, and we just want to rely on your power and your presence right now in our midst. May you be glorified. Hide me behind thy cross in Christ's name. Amen and amen. You may now be seated. All right, so, you know, when we were doing our work, uh, congregational singing. I was trying to look, you know, how people um, look like during this time of the day. I know we are all <laughs> sleepy, right? You know, three o'clock at work, this is really the time for me that I really get so sleepy also. So what I do is grab coffee. You know, I don't usually before I don't drink coffee at all. But since I started working 40 hours a week, I really have to because uh, um, if not, I won't survive, you know, but uh, praise God for this time, even though it's sleepy hour, amen, hopefully we will all pay our undivided attention to God's word, amen, and the title of our preaching this afternoon is, that's a lot of preaching, that's a lot of preaching, yes, that's a lot of preaching, but you know, we need those preachings in our lives, you know, this morning, um, such a a strong message from God's word, you know, about sin. Uh, it's a meat, actually, you know. Um, just by looking at the title, I think you really have to prepare yourself spiritually, mentally, because you know that that's going to really um, challenge us, rebuke us. You know, it's going to correct us. But uh, let me tell you that we really need those kinds of messages, amen, from time to time. So we are thankful to God for uh, putting that message in our our pastor's heart. And you know what, this afternoon, I would just like to encourage everyone to really love, you know, what we are doing here in this church, all the ministries that we have, you know, all the spiritual things that we are doing here in our church. You know, I have a question here. Is there somebody here today that is saying to their self, why is there so much preaching in this place? 
Is there someone here or my, there might be someone here? You know, and I would agree, we do have a lot of preachings in this place. Amen? We do have a lot of preachings. We have church how many times a week? Three. Uh, the regular ones, sometimes we have joint Bible study, but on Sunday we have two services, amen, and I believe it's a blessing because, you know, some of the churches here in America, they only conduct one service, you know, because of uh, COVID. I praise God because our church is finally back into its, you know, full potential, and we praise God for the morning service we have and also this afternoon service that we have. And on top of that, we also have Sunday school, right? We hear another not preaching, but teaching of God's word, right? And then we have, after Sunday, we have Wednesday, amen? We have another preaching there. And then Friday, we have uh, Bible studies and joint Bible study. And sometimes there are opportunities that we can attend uh, some other services also. So yes, there are lots of preaching in this place. But the question is, what is the purpose of having so much preaching, what is the purpose of having so much preaching? You know, if you were here in this church for a very long time, and I know that if I'm going to grab your um, notebooks, maybe if you're taking notes, that is not the only notebook that you have. Maybe you have some old ones, and you finish writing everything, and you, uh, there's no more page to write down sermon notes. So what I'm saying is we've heard a lot of preachings already. If you've been a member of this church for so many years, and not just that, if you've been a Christian for so long and you've been coming to church for many, many times, I believe all of us heard a lot, so many preachings already. But the question is, did that guarantee that now we are so perfect, that now we are so righteous and faithful and sinless that we don't need any more preaching in our lives? No. Right? Even though we've heard a lot of preachings already in our lifetime, but still we have to hear more. Amen? Amen. Because we cannot get enough of God's word. Amen? Because God's word is inexhaustible and we need it. And for us to look at ourselves, our weakness, we always forget. We always tend to forget. What was the message last month um, by Pastor Sam? You have to look at our notes, right? All right, let's just go to the anniversary. What was the message during the anniversary? Who was our speaker? Pastor Conan. Pastor Conan. What's, the, what's the message about? Enlarge our goals. Yes, it's, like, it's right behind me, like a big text. All right, what are the points? I think he has four or three. Greatly. Close your notes. <laughs> Close your notes, guys. No. Uh, see, we have to go back to our notes in order for us to remember it. Okay? Because not everything is stored, you know, in our mind. You know, that's why we have to always have preachings. Amen? We need to always be reminded. If this is something that we love to hear, we won't get tired of it. Amen? Now... I know tonight, um, I, I don't know if some of you are already like looking at their, you know, clock. Oh, what time is the game tonight? I have no idea. Okay. Um, this is actually part of um, a story here. You know, 
If you love football, you won't mind if you watch a lot of it, right? I wonder if anybody here has ever asked why we have so much football. <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on in that particular game. You know, they have college games all day on Saturday, starting at 12 o'clock, going all the way up until midnight. Then after the football season, they have a solid month of bowl games. Then they have football games all day on Sunday, starting at 1 o'clock, then more games at 4.30. Then they have Sunday night football at 8, or maybe it's 8 o'clock tonight. Then they have Monday night football, then they have Thursday night football, then they have wild card games on Saturdays and all day on Sunday, then they have the playoffs and the championship games, then they have the Pro Bowl, then they have the, what we have tonight, the Super Bowl. That's a lot, right? But if you're someone who enjoys football, you won't complain so much about it, right? We won't complain. Same thing with baseball. You know, when it comes to football, I remember when we were watching it with Pastor Max, the whole family, he would always try to explain it, you know, uh, because I don't know any, you know, <laughs> thing about football. But for some reason, every time he explains it, I still don't get it. <laughs> Maybe because I really have to play the game itself for me to understand. Over one ball. Same thing with basketball. They can just, you know, what about baseball? Baseball has spring training for months. You know, starting in the spring, minor league baseball teams play 150 games. College baseball teams play 56 games. And high school baseball teams play 25 to 40 games in a season. That's a lot, right? Each major league baseball team plays 162 games in a season. Typically, the baseball season lasts approx approximately six months, starting from late March, early April, and lasts until late September or, or early October. Each of the 30 baseball teams will play 162 games during this time, resulting in 2,430 games per season. Then you have the division championships, then the World Series, which is seven games long. See, that's a lot, but you won't hear someone who is a baseball fan that is complaining, that's too much baseball, right? And you know what? It's the same thing with the Word of God. You know, if we love the Word of God, if we love teaching and preaching of God's Word, we won't complain even though we hear a lot of preachings. You know, the Bible says a lot about preaching, actually. Uh, the word itself, preach, uh, is 70, 47 times in the Bible. The word preacher, 11 times. Preached, 59 times. Preached, 3 times. Preaching, 27 times. It's all there. And a total of 147. You know, preaching is found in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament. Amen? Preaching was done by young men and also old men. You know, uh, we can see here that we can see that here in our church. You know, we um, when it comes to old men, I don't want to mention people, but you know who they are. Amen. <laughs> but praise God, because even our young ones are being trained now to you know to preach, uh, to teach. You know, I'm always blessed every time one of the um, young professionals are teaching our afternoon Sunday school. It's always overwhelming and. Always a such a blessing to hear them share God's word. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't wonder that they have those kinds of things to say. You know, but when you hear it, it's just so overwhelming and a blessing. You know, we, hear, we have those kinds of preaching, young men and old men. Preaching was done outside the church, 
You know, it's done inside our church and even in our houses. It is being done, preaching. And preaching is done to the lost, and it is done to the church, to the people who are saved. Some preachings are short. Some preachings are? Shorter. <laughs> Shorter. Um, guess what this preaching today is going to be? Short or long? Shortest. I think so. It's going to... Because you know my slides, it's going to be short, the shortest. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, preaching can be short, it can be long. You know, examples of short message in the Bible. Guess uh, what's the shortest um, preaching in the Bible? Jonah, chapter 3. Open our Bibles. Jonah, chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, this was the content of the preaching. Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That's it. Those are the very words he uttered. Eight words to be exact. So I'm still, the lo I'm still longer, right? You always, you, you always say I'm a short preacher, but Jonah is the shortest. Okay, but after that preaching, those eight words preaching, the people repented. Why? Is it because Jonah was so good, um, eloquently and powerfully uh, delivered, like Kate, how she read the <laughs> missions moment today? Was it because of how good was it or how short was it? No, it was because of the power of God, you know? Because those people are just ready. Their spirit, I mean, their hearts has been, you know, ripe to hear God's word. That's why even though the preaching was so short, they still repented and there were still fruits. You know, that's an example of a short preaching. What about the long one? Maybe we know this one. The one who died because he fell. Okay, Acts 20 verse 9. Acts 20, verse 9, And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into the deep sleep. Hopefully no one here is getting sleepy. Is there anyone? Raise your hand. You can't because you're sleeping. <laughs> All right. Being fallen into a deep sleep, and as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. Okay, because... Paul was preaching so long, so that's a warning to all the preachers. Don't preach too long. <laughs> no. Okay? So preachings could be short. Preachings could be long. Okay? But let me share. This is a preliminary point. Okay? We have preliminary and main points. All right? Just to prepare us mentally. The first one, preaching involves a divine occupation. Preaching involves a divine occupation. 2 Timothy chapter 1 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. And these are all divine. Okay, divine occupation, divine obligation, divine origination, and divine operation. What does the Bible uh, say in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8? Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of, the, of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now made manifest by the, the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death 
and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. So we see here that Paul, you know, we, we know that uh, he has a really changed life. The Lord transformed him before he was a persecutor of the Christians. Now he became a preacher of the gospel. And he was saying here that this is a holy, holy calling. You know, if you are called to teach, if you are called to preach, that is such a great privilege and an opportunity coming from God. Okay, let me repeat that. If you were called, you were assigned, and you were, um, you were assigned, you were called, and you, you were given the privilege, you know, to teach, to preach, it is an opportunity, a privilege. It is an honor for us to be speaking God's word. Because who are we? To speak, you know, sacred things, to speak holy things and be a blessing to our brethren. So it is a divine occupation. That's why we cannot take it lightly. Amen? We cannot take it lightly. Preaching involves a divine occupation. Preaching involves a divine obligation. Divine obligation. Same thing. That's why we cannot take it too lightly because it is an obligation. It is a responsibility that is coming from God himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. So the responsibility, the obligation here is to always preach Christ. Amen. Preach his word. Preach the gospel. Preach the good news. If we are given the privilege to speak, to preach, and to teach, don't just talk about ourselves. Amen. Talk about God's word. Talk about his message. You know, talk what God wants us to talk about. It is our responsibility. Not just that, preaching involves a divine origination. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9, the Bible says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Amen. If, we are, if you are a preacher, if you are a teacher, we are God's messengers. Amen. We just relay the message that is coming from God. It is not our message at all. It is God's message. You know, is there, um, are there times where we, we think like, you know, when we are done preaching, when we are done teaching, it seems like we felt discouraged and disappointed. Did I do my best? Um, were there fruits? Uh, was it really effective? You know, put those worries away because as long as you have done what God wants you to do, that is what all that matters. Because the message is originated from him himself. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. So preaching involves a divine origination. And lastly, amen? The preliminary, okay? Last point from our preliminary, preaching involves a divine operation. Preaching involves a divine operation. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words 
of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. You know, like I told you before, like when, when there is someone here like a guest maybe, or maybe there's some of us here who can really, you know, um, share their thoughts and preach well. You know, sometimes, oh, I wish I'm like that. Right? We, we get the tendency of becoming jealous and envious of that person. If only I speak like that. But let us not worry about that because it is God who is working. As long as we do our part, you know, here in our church, we do have various kinds of speakers here in our church. And the reason why I'm preaching here is, are we the kind of person who would listen to that preacher, whoever he is. And that is the kind of maturity we are trying to achieve in our Christian life. That, you know, whoever is the one God using, we will give our undivided attention and we will pay attention because we know he is preaching God's word. It is the spirit and it is the power of God. Not with our enticing words or even our own wisdom, but let us look and focus on the wisdom of God. So the question is, why do we put so much emphasis on preaching? Why do we put so much emphasis on preaching? Because it helps us in so many ways. And this is our uh, main point. Amen? Only five. Amen? Amen. Five short ones. All right? Five short ones. But let us just go back to our verse. Um, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness. Wow, that's a big word here. How come there's foolishness of preaching? What do we mean by foolishness of preaching? To save them that believe. You know, the simplicity of the preaching of the gospel. You know, Paul is declaring a powerful truth The reason so many fail to believe in Christ's death on the cross as the way to be forgiven from their own sin is not because the idea is too hard to understand, but it's because it's too easy. It is foolishness for an unbeliever to see it. You know, humanity at at large has failed to come to know God through human wisdom. So the language Paul uses suggests that God, in his wisdom, did not allow human wisdom to bring them to him. Instead, it pleased him to save those who believe through the folly of what Paul and the other apostles preach. You know, the reason why it is so important for us to preach the word of God, because this is the only hope of humankind. The only hope for the lost, and this is the only hope for us as well. Amen? If the lost need the preaching of the gospel, we as believers, even though we are already saved, amen, we still need to hear the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of God's word in our lives. So why do we have so much preaching in this place? Let me share with you five thoughts. First is, it helps us to have faith. Okay, wow, and daming H nun. So, hindi talaga ako kapampangan dahil I was able to make it. It helps us to have faith. Amen? So, why do we have so much preaching in this place? Because it helps us to have faith. Oh, it helps us to have faith. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verses 14 down to verse number 17. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? 
And how shall they believe in whom, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. It, uh, and verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, it was the, there was a repetition there. It just signifies that it is really important for us to always hear and hear and listen and listen to God's word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And I hope that we are all here and our two ears are open to God's word. Amen. The reason why God has given us only one mouth. Amen. For us to talk less and hear more. Amen. When you are with your friends uh, or when you are with your group of people, don't always be the one to talk because God wants us also to hear the reason why God has given us two ears. All right, but if you have something to say, say it. Amen? If you know it's going to be a blessing. All right, but God wants us to hear and hear and hear because through that, our faith is going to be strengthened. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Amen. If you're looking for a supernatural power, oh, I want to be strong, I want to have this laser, um, it's like Superman. We don't have that, but we can have power through the preaching of God's word. And I be, uh, let me tell you this, that there is power in the preaching of God's word. Now, the question is, if we have been Christians for so long, when did we actually experience that kind of power? In our lives. Maybe there's just too many distractions in this world that we don't experience that power anymore. But let me tell you, there is that power that is just waiting for us, you know, to conquer us. All we have to do is really submit and lend our ears to the word of God. So the reason why we have so much preaching in this place is because it helps us to have faith. Secondly, amen, it helps our focus. It helps our focus. It all starts with F, okay? Psalms 119 verse 130. Psalm 119, verse 130, the Bible says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Okay, right now I am preaching God's word, but the, the question is, is it really entering into your heart? Or it's all exiting? <laughs> all right, and once it entered, hide it in our hearts. Amen? Because that will give us light, that will give us focus, and that will give us understanding. You know, the more preaching we listen to, the more light we have. And right now, I know that some of our brethren here, we are fond of listening to other churches, which, is, which I'm not against. Of You know, if you are given the chance to listen to other churches and hear their preaching, uh, you know, you can do that. Because if you want to hear more, there's going to be more light for you. You know, the more understanding we will have, it provides clarity to help us filter out all the lies and the deception and darkness. 
And the more preaching we hear and heed, the better we can see, the more we can know. And it gives us light and it gives us focus on the Lord, focus on his word. You know, I believe one of the reasons why we keep coming back to church, why we keep coming here and listen to God's word, because, you know, there are times where, you know, we get drifted, you know, in our life. And God wants us to move us back to keep our focus on him. And that will happen if we hear the preaching of God's word. The Lord will always use his word for us to, you know, this morning was really um, very moving and rebuking. You know, he will just open our hearts because we need that kind of message. This nation need that kind of message. You know, for us to realize that we are nothing without God, that our sin has punishment, has consequence, and we have to really be holy because he is holy by the grace of God. Amen. We have to keep our focus because once we lose our focus, it will be a mess. It will be a mess. I just remembered last Wednesday, the reason, if you weren't able to, um, um, to join us last Wednesday, uh, I sang a song and I messed up. <laughs> All right, and then after that, people were like saying, they were coming to, what happened, Pastor Abel? Because it never happened before. And I was really so embarrassed. And I tried to evaluate what happened. I know that song. I sang it before. And when I was singing and I lost myself, I lost track of the lyrics, I got lost, I started hearing Sister Jay actually telling me which part I should be singing because I really totally lost. So I was really so embarrassed, but I, I just thank God because that I was able to get back to the song and I was able to finish it. And you know what, the reason why um, I messed up, I got lost, I don't know what I'm singing, is because... You know, the lyrics are so complicated, all books. I was focused on the lyrics, but I started to look at the people. <laughs> Although it's always a good thing to look at the people you're singing to. But I think for that song, you really have to just look at your lyrics. So the moment I look up, I can't, I don't know where to go back. So that's the reason. That's, that's what happened last Wednesday. <laughs> The reason why uh, I messed up the song. And I was really so embarrassed. But, I, you know, um, I, I told myself, I prayed before I sang. Um, no, things happen. Things can happen. Am I just trying to encourage myself here? <laughs> but that's what happened. I lost track. I lost focus because I was not paying attention to my lyrics. I believe that's what, what, what can happen to us also. You know, if we lost our track, if we lose focus on the things of God, when we started to look at other things that God doesn't want us to look, then it's going to be a mess. We will be in a huge trouble, and you are going to be embarrassed. That's why we have these kinds of preaching for us to remind us to go back. Amen. And it, you know, the good thing about God is when we go back, he's always there for us to catch us and to, to embrace us with open arms. So the preaching of God's word helps us to focus. Thirdly, amen. amen. It helps us to be fit. Hmm. 
All right, Psalm 119, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? Okay, so this is not a physical fitness, but it is a spiritual fitness. The preaching of God's word helps us hear about what is wrong and deal with it. You know, this morning was just so um, appropriate message for us to see what is wrong in ourselves and we'll able to, you know, deal with it. The preaching reveals to us what pleases God and what doesn't so we can address it. The preaching of the Word of God helps us clean up our lives so we can do what God wants us to do. You know, the, the, uh, the Word of God, the preaching of God's Word is like, you know, a mirror that will tell us what are the wrong things in our life. You know, and if you will just let God change us, you know, He will change us. So it helps us to be fit spiritually. And number four, it helps us fight. It helps us fight. Who to fight? Is it uh, your brother and your sister, your family, your siblings? Fight the enemy. Fight the temptation. Fight the wicked and uh, bad stuff in this world. The Word of God is our only weapon. The more we know, the more we hear, and the better we are able to fight. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You know, the helmet here, um, we know that it is for safety. You know, during those people who are, you know, uh, involved in war, they use helmet too. You know, um, we use helmet also when you are biking, when you are um, do, uh, riding a motorcycle, like a single one, bicycle, you know, it is for protection, you know? So that is the Word of God. It is our helmet. It gives us protection. It helps us to fight, you know? Um, it is our defense, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, we have a defense, and also we have an offense. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now it is our sword. The word of God is our sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, sometimes uh, if we hear like hard preachings especially, it will really, you know, it's like assault that is being, you know, um, poured into us. Parang masakit, di ba? Mahapde. But if we will just let, you know, the, the speaking of God to us, it will actually benefit us. You know, it will benefit us if we will let the Word of God um, teach us. Even Jesus used the Word of God in the wilderness to fight off Satan, right? Um, and his temptations. If we're going to open our Bibles, uh, I think I did not put it there. In Matthew chapter 4, let's hear... Let's read the whole passage of Scripture. Um, I'd like us to open our Bibles here because, um, you know, the very words of the Lord Jesus Christ He used to fight off against um, the temptation of the enemy. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Matthew 4, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. 
And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward unhungered. Okay, so see that situation? He, he did not eat. He doesn't have physical strength. So that was really the moment that the devil took the opportunity to tempt Jesus. And verse 3, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen? And the devil taketh him up into his holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, Again, it is written. He's using the word of God again. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Verse 10, Then saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is is written those three accounts the lord used god's word for it is written thou shalt worship the lord thy god and him only shalt thou serve then the devil leaveth him and behold angels came and ministered unto him you know if jesus christ used god's word in order to fight the enemy and the temptation i'm repeating that if jesus christ himself who is already the only begotten Son of the Father, used the Scripture to fight off the enemy, how much more we? So it helps us fight. That's why we need the preaching of God's Word. We need the Word of God. And lastly, amen? amen. All right, number five, it helps us be furnished. All right, it helps us to have faith, focus, fit, fight, and furnished. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, familiar verse. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So it's possible for us to be perfect, not in the sense that we, can, we don't sin anymore, Amen? Perfect, mature, thoroughly furnished. What do we mean by furnished here? Equipped. Equipped unto all good works. You know, the reason why people are, they can like do anything for God because they are furnished. They are equipped because they have let the word of God, you know, control them. They have let the spirit of God, you know, teach them. That's why whatever it's to be done. They are willing to do it. They are available to do it because they know it is the good thing to do. The word furnished here means um, to provide with what is needed, to be equipped, to be ready, to be available. Amen. And the preaching of God's word helps us to be furnished. You know, I will close with this. 
you know, I believe there is a maturity level when it comes to the listening and the preaching of God's word. There is maturity level. So the question is, what level are we, what maturity level are we in terms of, you know, the preaching and listening to God's word? You know, if you pay attention 100% uh, to the messenger of God for whatever circumstances it is, Whoever the preacher is, whoever the teacher is, it doesn't matter if the preacher is good-looking or uh, bad-looking. <laughs> All right, maybe if, um, you know, uh, whatever the circumstance, you know, the, the, the preacher is very charisma, has charisma, or just monotonous preacher, or some are lively and dynamic, but for you, it doesn't matter because, you know, it's God's word, your level your mature level on listening is 10% because you don't care about those things. Because you just want to hear God's word. Or when was the last time, I mean, when was the time in our life where we really came to a point in our life that, you know, the services here, the preaching of God's word, it's not boring to you anymore, but you are enjoying it. And you are appreciating every part of the service. There has to be a point in our life as a Christian life, in our Christian life, that that happened to us. Because I believe all of us before, we don't care about this stuff, right? We don't care about church, we don't care about spiritual things, but when we got saved, you know, and actually that did not happen abruptly, you know, still gonna, it's still on the process. You know, for me, if I would think about what happened to me, um, I started when I was in third year high school. Third year high school, I was 15 years old back then, by the way, it's going to be my birthday this coming Saturday. Amen? <laughs> what's, the, what's the connection, Pastor Abel? All right, so um, that was the time where I think um, I could say that, you know, I'm enjoying going to church. Well, I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a missionary's kid. But you know what? I'm just the same as you. Before, especially when I was a child, maybe I'm at the age of a sister Amanda here. How old are you, Amanda? I, I thought you forgot your age. Okay, so you're nine. All right, you know, when I was her age during preaching, I, I always remember this. You know, after the special music, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sneak out. My parents don't want me to, you know, go outside and play, but that's what I always do. Because I was young, you know, especially on prayer meetings because there's no one teaching the kids. You know, after the special number, for me, after that, that's the, that's the finish of the service. Okay, I'm going to go out and play. And then I will just go back when it's done. When I see people, you know, getting out of the church, I know it's done, so I'm going to go back. All right, but of course, you can't stay like that forever in your life. You know, uh, there was a point in my life where I noticed that I have to change, you know, as we grow up. And there was also a point where I was so rebuked. I was already in high school, I think. You know, we were chatting and chatting with my friends inside, the, you know, while the preaching is going on. And there's this, um, he's a very um, strict person. You know, he's the colonel at the PMA military. I, can, I will not forget his name, Colonel Monta, that was his name. So we were talking and we were not too loud, but we were, talking with each other. So he wrote a note, he slipped a note, and, you know, he gave it to me. And the note says, you, you guys are annoying. <laughs> That's what he did. Because I was, like, so embarrassed. That's another embarrassment in my life. You know, um, 
So after that, what is annoying? <laughs> I ask myself. But I know what, what he meant. You know, that we were bothering him, that we were not behaving. So after that, that's also one of the reasons why every time I'm inside the church when I was young, I have to make sure that I don't talk, you know, with my sitmates and all that. I have to give my undivided attention to the preaching of God's word. You know, now the question here for us, when was that time, a point in our life where we have realized that I have to focus on the good things, on the real things in my life? When did we mature? We are not distracted anymore. You know, right now, um, you have to go outside to play when I was young. But right now, even inside, you can play. Right? So that's even a bigger temptation and a bigger responsibility for us. And where, when was the time that we are mature that right now we are enjoying God's word? We don't have any more preconceived ideas. I have shared this last uh, Friday, you know, about submitting, uh, changing our minds uh, towards God. You know, because we can have preconceived ideas about things, especially when people are standing behind this pulpit. Oh, when, when, a, when a missionary comes, oh, they're just going to ask money. You know, we can have that kind of preconceived ideas, and it's going to stop us losing our interest in hearing the message that the missionary has for us. And sometimes we always think about that, but after the service, we will just, Lord, I'm sorry. I have that kind of thought because that message was really needed for me to hear. You know, in college, when I went to Bible college, we have a house parent that shares the devotion to us. And every time he's shared a statement, he always has a backup verse. And you know, um, I was on my first year back then, and for me, that really sounded so cool because he was able to back everything of his statement with Bible verses. So he was not just saying like, you know, some ordinary messages, but those messages that he was sharing are actually God's word, God's message. And the same thing with all our speakers and teachers here. That's why they quote verses to back up our statement. Well, yes, I'm not on that 100% or 10 um, to the highest level of my maturity level. And my, uh, it's still on the process. I mean, we are still on the, that kind of process. But you know what? If you are in your early age right now, um, for that change to happen in your life, the earlier, the better. Amen? Don't wait too late. Don't wait until it's too late. Amen. You know, the preachers can tell, the preacher can preach to us, the parents can remind us, Amen. the teachers can teach us, the Spirit can actually convict us, but we have to let ourselves and let ourselves be submissive to the message of God's Word in our lives. You know, um, we have to let God speak to us, His instructions and His Holy Word. And we need to mature in this area. You know, it's so sad because if we're going to compare when we go to some entertainment, you know, we go to concerts and maybe tonight, I don't know if you're going to watch the game. And when we watch movies, ball games, we are so into it, right? But when it comes to our services and the preaching of God's word, sometimes we are so out of it. That is just sad what's going on in Christendom. But let us be reminded, just like what the Lord says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
You know what happened here? Christ submitted to the will of the Father. You know, he humbled himself and followed the calling of the cross for us to have salvation. Let us have that kind of mindset. Let us humble ourselves. Amen. I believe that is the perfect way for us. Every time we hear God's word, let us humble ourselves and listen to the preaching, to the word of God, because it helps us to have faith. It helps our focus. It helps us be fit. It helps us fight, and it helps us be furnished. Amen. All glory to God. Let's close in prayer. Our gracious God, thank you so much for, for your word. Lord, another reminder for us to really focus on your word. Lord, um, I hope that we are... I hope, Lord God, that we are always humble every time we approach thy throne. We are humble every time we get this opportunity um, to listen to thy word, to listen to thy message. Lord, in this church, may you continue to use all our teachers, um, our preachers. Lord God, um, continue to encourage them, Lord, that they are doing the right thing. And um, Lord, help us to be encouraged to really do what you want us to do in our lives. Um, I know that some of us here, our goal is really to honor you, to glorify you, and to be used of you, Lord God. And I know that... Um, you will not send your angels, Lord God, to give us your message, but we already have your completed message. And praise God for the willing people, the available people. Um, yes, Lord, we are not that smart and wise, but Lord, I know that you, are, you can use um, even the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. You are using ordinary people, Lord God, to do some extraordinary work. So Lord, thank you, Lord God, for your word that really fed us um, so much with our spiritual um, body, our soul, Lord, and truly that we need your word. Um, so help us, Lord God, to really pay attention every time your word is being preached. Lord, help us to be grateful for all the teachers and preachers that we have in our church, Lord, and to always pray for them, always, Lord God, because it is not... Um, a small responsibility. It is a divine obligation, Lord God, for, for us to be standing behind this pulpit. Lord, thank you for um, speaking to us uh, from the very start of this day that we were able to hear your word. Thank you, Lord God, for everyone's presence. And may you continue to bless us, Lord God. This is all we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.